Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We've got a nice little six-gamer to talk about on uh, this Monday afternoon, coming at you a little bit earlier today. This will give us a better chance to uh, pick up some podcast listeners as well. We'll have this up on pod if you guys want to listen to us uh, on whatever speed you like. For me, it's 1x. We talked about this on Friday. I think Terry... Uh, I think he's a one X, a one point two five guy, which which I can get behind. But uh, Terry, how you doing, man? How, how did DFS go this weekend for you all around? I heard there was a big football game. Oop, sorry about that. I think I got a little crosstalk on our uh, audio there. I'm doing good, man. It was uh, interesting weekend uh, DFS wise. Got uh, my butt kicked in uh, showdown yesterday for the Super Bowl. Got uh, lost in uh, NBA, so uh, got beat up a little bit over the weekend. But uh, sounded like it went a little bit better for you, anyway. Yeah, NHL was good. NFL, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, although, you know, those showdown slates, it's like at least when you're just 
wrong and you just know you're going to get crushed, like you don't even have to like follow your lineups. It's bad when it's you're coming down to the end and you're, you're close to hitting the optimal or you have the optimal and then you get uh, like edged out at the last second. Like those are the painful ones. So yesterday, as soon as Gronk scored the first one, I knew I was in trouble. Once he scored the second one, I knew I was uh, just done as far as like thinking anything. So then it was just, let's see how much uh, of my end speed I'm actually going to lose and end up being like 80%. But right. uh, this is an yeah. NHL show. I mean, NHL went okay. And uh, that's all you can ask for. So, yeah. Yeah. Looks like uh, looks like we got a bunch of people in chat. The uh, Yeah, so Larry says 3 p.m. question mark. Yeah, so 3 p.m. Eastern time is going to be the start time of most of the shows going forward. We do have a really cool NBA show that's coming on. Uh, I can't remember if it's starting at 4.30 Eastern or 4 Eastern, but uh, at some point it will start at 4 Eastern uh, and that'll go for an hour. Then you'll get the deeper dive. Then you'll get live before lock. Um, so we're getting pushed forward a little bit, but uh, hopefully gain some additional viewers. Uh, maybe people on their lunch breaks on the West Coast can check us out. Um, and uh, yeah, spread the word to your friends. If they're interested and they're, they're wondering where we're at in an hour, uh, let them know that we're just starting a little bit early. You can always catch the show on replay and then Again, you can catch it on pod as well. We'll upload these uh, each day right after the show. Um, pretty good slate. I mean, two spots that are going to be very, very chalky. Uh, and then we actually got another uh, chat here from Jeff. It says, thanks for all your advice and help over the years. I got tied for third yesterday in the DK. $10 contest was in first until the Seth Jones assist with 50 seconds took me to uh tied third so we went from a 7k potential win to 1200 yeah so that's a little bit painful but 1200 bucks nothing to sneeze at there uh yeah dk dk prize pools are uh they're tough i mean that's dfs these days uh puts his username right there so um yeah i mean if you don't get first in some of these top heavy lotteries it's gonna be uh it's gonna be tough because you're basically just hoping to get back most of your entry fees and move on to the next day and try to bank. So that's not for you. Maybe cash games uh, are the better way. Do you play cash in any sport, Terry? I was dabbling in it a little bit in NBA earlier this year, just playing some quints on uh, FanDuel, the 5X uh, multipliers, which are you know kind of a hybrid uh, GPP cash. I've never been, whether it's DFS, whether it's poker, any of that, I've always just focused on tournaments. I've got just googly eyes for those big prize pools and things like that. So I've been fortunate to you know do fairly well uh, trying to navigate through that. And I know for sure that I should play more cash. I'm just lazy and terrible at uh, actually following through on doing that. Yeah. What about you? Do you play cash? You know, I've played it at times. I've never really like stuck with it. Yeah. Um, I feel like you've got to do that, especially with how competitive DFS is. Like you need to give yourself a little bit of a sample to see if you're actually good at something or if you're running hot or running cold and maybe you should continue to do something where you actually are losing money for a couple weeks or a couple months. Um, so I actually don't play too much cash. I feel like in NHL, I could probably make some decent cash lineups and play at the lower stakes maybe and do okay there. Um, but yeah, I, I love the tournaments. Like I love the stacking <laughs> element. I love finding low owned plays that work out uh, every once in a while. And hitting the big caches and then the, the, the crushing losses, I guess those hurt. But uh, when you get one that goes your way at the end, it makes it up. 
before. Yeah, it's all part of the ride, right? And you get those yeah. bad beat stories and everything to tell. You don't get that out of cash games so much. And it's just not, to your point, it's just not as fun to play the same guys that everybody else is playing except for one guy or two guys. And it's yeah. way more fun to get into it and you know, try and outsmart the field. I know Emacs been doing really well playing low stakes NHL tournaments, multipliers, like you said, and then, uh, you know, he's he's just using the projections and the tools on yeah. the site. So uh, it definitely can be done at the lower stakes if you're using the tools on the site. Uh, obviously, we use them. Uh, I'm doing the projections every day. Alex and Eddie behind the scenes are um, doing the ownership projections. We've got the top stack tool. Got really everything you can ask for. So if you want to sign up, we've got uh, the NHL weekly pass for eleven ninety five per week, and we've even got an NHL Express for three ninety five per week. If you guys want to check those out, um, really quick, uh, we do have the NHL rankings uh, and the NBA big board for free today. So I want to make sure I mention those each day that we've got the free premium content. Those uh, are going to be unlocked for anyone. So if you're watching the show, you never heard of us, or you want to see what's behind the paywall, NHL rankings today, NBA big board. All right. Let's talk about these six games. Uh, you're a Rangers fan, right, Terry? I am. And I'm just seeing that our pal uh, Jeff Blick, who did that winning in there, is a uh, Rangers logo in the chat. So I like him even right. more. There we go. Well, your Rangers are up first. They're hosting the Islanders. 2.7 implied total for the Isles. 2.8 for the Rangers. Barlamov and possibly Shesterkin. It could be Georgiev for the Rangers. I never know how to pronounce their goalies' names, but uh, at Pretty least good. you know who I'm talking about. They're, they're far enough away that uh, you know which one's which. Um, David Quinn said he's not going to tell the beat writers who the goalie is tonight. I, I mean, whatever. We're going to find out 30 minutes before. I think they are the same price, uh, but now I want to check this out and see if Shesterkin is actually more expensive. Okay, he's 7,800, and then Georgiev is 76. All right, so I'm putting in Shesterkin in case you know you don't want to rerun all your lineups. You can always just swap down, hand edit if you want to uh, use the 200 bucks elsewhere. Uh, that's what I plan to do. <clears throat> unless we same holds true on FanDuel, by the way. Okay, cool. Yeah, same price. Um, yeah, in this game, we're seeing a decent amount of ownership on the Rangers' top line, which I was not expecting. I think they'll come down a little bit in ownership as we uh, as we move closer to lock. But uh, that was the one thing I was a little bit surprised to see. Islanders, pretty good defensive team. It's not like they're really hurting for forwards or defensemen. Uh, so are you, are you in line with this Rangers one popularity? So I was kind of surprised to see how popular they were, or just by comparison with those three other dominant, uh, you know, line ones uh, from other teams up there on the board, they rank fourth, but they're the most popular out of that group. And it kind of makes sense when you look at the price, the overall price for the line on DK 16, one as compared to over 20 grand for those other top lines uh, on FanDuel 17, seven as compared to over 20 grand. So I think just by price, people are probably landing on that on a line that they played a lot last year. They know the names. They know how to you know, kind of just plug it right in. But I think it's really, really price-driven where we're seeing that ownership bubble up. Yeah, so that's the – I mean, that's my uh, problem. Uh, and, I, yeah, Larry in chat says, is advantage I do for positive regression? I mean, yeah, I think yeah. at some point he's going to start to turn around. Like this was a guy who was on an absolute tear, I think, pre-COVID. Uh like he, he was one of the best DFS plays game after game after game. 
Um, so 6,200, probably a pretty good price for him. They're fully correlated on the power play, this Rangers one stack. Um, but I think I'm a little bit more interested in the Rangers two at close to half the ownership. Um, not having to go up against Barzell and Lee and, uh, Bailey. I wish it was Everly up there, but with Everly down on the uh, Islanders second line, um, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you've got two Islanders lines that are at least worth taking a look at. Um, I like Rangers too. Uh, and that's really where I'm going to go on that side. I mean, you certainly could go with the power play. It's really inexpensive to stack them up. Uh, I mean, unless you want to throw in Fox there for 5,700, it gets a little bit more pricey, but uh, you're getting good values on Kreider, Butchnevich, and Zabanajad. So I understand the ownership. I don't think I'm going to be at 20% if they're going to be at one of the highest owned lines of the night, especially with the 2.8 yeah. total. So, yeah, cool. it makes a lot of sense to, to start looking at that second line. I, I don't love like going down all the way to the third line, but if you wanted to get super cheap, there is a little bit of talent on there. They've got the you know the high end rookie Alex Lafreniere on that line, so you you could get really cheap if you need like a discount line and drop to that. But I think the focus, you, to your point, is that second line. Strom starting to come around a little bit. Panarin, you know, all world player, and then uh, their second overall pick from last year, uh, Capocacco on that line. So they're kind of rounding into form a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense, and you get a, you know a lot of ice time. You get the power play correlation if you start with uh, Panarin and, uh, you know, put some of the guys from the first line in. You could do it that way, like you said. Mm-hmm. On FanDuel, I think Fox is really interesting for some power play correlation with that top line because yeah. he only costs 4300 uh, 4, So there's a major price difference on, on Fox, but he's getting 25% ownership. So, again, you're not building in any differentiation by doing that, but you are building in some solid power play correlation. Um, and he's been just awesome. He's uh, I didn't realize this uh, even as a Ranger fan, but I read it earlier this morning. Uh, since... Uh, December 31st, 2019, his plus 21 is second only to Victor Hedman in the entire league. Well, for defense, for defense. especially yeah. for a team that's not like that, like, like they're not an amazing well, team, right? Known at all for their in. defense. Yeah. 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 Um, so pretty tough to do. Uh, on the that's, Islanders, as a rookie, too. I mean, he was a rookie last year, second year kid this year. So, yeah. I, could have him on I mean, he's, he's earned that price tag. He's had a couple huge games. Uh, so far, um, definitely has upside, especially if you're going with Rangers one, don't mind tossing him in there. And on FanDuel, he's much, much cheaper, as you mentioned. So, yeah, but just watch that ownership. You kind of get really different with something else if you go that route. Right. Uh, on the Islander side, anything catching your eye here? No, I mean, uh, I think it makes some sense to, uh, you know, maybe look at uh, the top line there, of course. Uh, and then I don't like the way that they break up between the power play lines, but if you wanted to do like a Barzal Lee uh, two man with a Hulak, something like that to get a little power play correlation and maybe a little bit of a different kind of a look to that line, maybe something there. Um, not a tremendous team that's, uh, you know, really jumping out at me as far as uh, lines to go to though. Top line, 168.58 together since the start of last year, only a 48.62 Corsi four. Uh, They do have a nice goal differential, 70.59 goals, four percentage. Uh, and uh, 33 to 34 uh, high danger chances for versus against, but they've scored seven and uh, only yielded four. So they do generate some nice chances and uh, some some good offense. Second line is only uh, 17 minutes together so far this year. Uh, but if you go down to uh, Dicoli and uh, Nelson without Everlay, they're 133-31. But again, uh, a weak Corsi number, only 45.02 Corsi four percentage. So uh, a little issue with uh, with puck control there. Yeah, if I really was on top line for the Islanders, I think I would be all over them. 
I'm yeah. still over the field on them pretty comfortably. Uh, so I, I like that. I mean, anytime you can get Barzell and Lee at five, six percent, uh, going up against the Rangers on a six game slate, I know there are other premier options and you can't really fit them in that well with uh, their price tags, but uh, I'm over the field on Islanders one, uh, as I oftentimes am. And then uh, I think I'll be over on the Rangers two even strength stack. Uh, we'll include some Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Islanders, uh, I'm sorry, some Rangers power play stacks as well. And then just wanted to mention that... uh, Truba again down to 3700. That is a, a really good price for a guy who blocks shots. Uh, will attempt some shots and get secondary power play time as well. So like that a lot. Yeah, 24 block shots already on the year. So uh, and 22 minutes and 38 seconds of uh, ice time a game. So you're locking in some solid floor with that. I think he had like half of those in one game. Like I'm pretty sure he had a 10 block shot game yeah. uh, last week. So. They can come in bunches, and uh, Islanders can generate shots. So, yeah, and only three, only thirty nine hundred on Fanduel, six point nine percent ownership as compared to uh, to Fox up in the top pair. So, definitely an interesting consideration there if you start to look at uh, you know maybe Rangers power play two and working with some of those guys. There's some talent on that. So, yeah, makes some sense. All right, let's go to Carolina and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Three implied total for the Canes, two point five for the Jackets. Naled. Kovic going for the Canes. Corpusalo, I know that one. He's going for the Jackets. These two played yesterday. Uh, these two teams played yesterday. It was uh, Reimer, I believe, for the Canes yesterday uh, early afternoon. Um, and then I think Corpusalo going on the back-to-back, if I have that right. Anyways, we saw a bunch of goals. Game ended 6-5. It was controversial. Uh they the uh, Canes were awarded a goal that they probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, that was a right. weird situation. Yeah, so I guess so the intern or, or something. I don't know what happened with uh, that exactly, but uh, anyways, these two teams are playing again. We've seen a couple times uh, recently Nashville and Florida, and there was another series uh, in the in the first game goes nuts. You know, there's nine, ten, eleven goals. In the second game, the team's kind of settled down and uh, there's less. So obviously a small sample size there, but uh, Vegas still got this at a five and a half implied total, one of the lowest on the entire slate. Uh, I'm not finding a ton that I love here, but we're seeing some ownership that's in check on both sides. Is there anything you're interested in here, Terry? I kind of am expecting this one to settle down more than we saw in that in that wild game last night with 11 goals scored. I think this is going to be a calmer game. Carolina's a decent defensive team. Uh, 24 goals against is tied for fourth with a few other teams. Uh, they've only played nine games, but still it's uh, you know a reasonable number. 30 goals, four is 19th in the NHL, so they're not a huge offensive team. Blue Jackets, uh, 35 goals, four on the year, 42 allowed. So they give up a little bit more, but they don't. Yeah, and they don't really rack up a ton. I think it's going to be kind of you know an on pace game uh, for what uh, Vegas is looking at. 
So nobody really jumps out to me. Um, I would say, you know, maybe that top Carolina line would be my first inclination, followed by the top Columbus line, which is kind of not really going out on a limb with anything here. But those are the two that have some appeal. Uh, you're getting them around like where they should be owned, according to our top stacks tool, going by the leverage uh, and the uh, chance of being the you know most uh, top two, uh, one of the top two stacks. So you don't gain a ton. So maybe you look to a, a Carolina two where you pick up a little bit on the ownership and you're still getting a quality line out of it. Uh, that Carolina two, um, only 13.51 together so far this year with all three of them, 58.06 Corsi four, uh, give, scored one goal, given up three. So 25% goals four, uh, six, six to five in high danger chances and scored one, gave up two in the high danger situation. But you get Tarvin and Niederreiter together, 466.09 together since the start of last year. The Corsi four jumps to 60.57. The goals for improves to 48.48%, 16 to 17, uh, and 98 to 71 high danger chances for versus against with eight goals scored, 10 against. So they're a little bit better than they might look on the surface, and I think there's something there to that second line without uh, a ton of ownership on it. Yeah, I think like this is one of those situations where if I don't love something in the game and it's a bigger slate, uh, I'm just trying to play lines that I think are good at generating chances and have a good chance to stick together. I think... On the Carolina side, um, you've got two of those, potentially. Ajo, Svechnikov, basically with whoever are solid. Uh, actually, not solid. They're really awesome together at 5-on-5. Five five. They play on the top power play. So you've got uh, some things to like about the top line. It's just the pricing, kind of like what I mentioned with Islanders 1. You can't fit them very comfortably in with your Toronto 1s, your Edmonton 1s that we'll get to. Um, and so everybody's going to go there, and that's going to squeeze out, like, Isles 1, that's going to squeeze out. Carolina one. And then the second line is a little bit pricier than what we've seen with Tara Minen up there. Uh, and I do like him up there a lot. So before they had Nitches, he can't play. Uh, he's got some sort of upper body injury, took a hard fall. I think uh, the other night, so he's missed a couple games, but really low ownership on Carolina two. Um, and I just believe in that line. I think Carolina is the better five on five team. Uh, so I think I'll be targeting their top two lines somewhat. Um, it's just hard to make a major stance on this top line when you've got uh, a couple teams that are in just really phenomenal spots um, that we'll talk about in a few minutes. So I like them, but because of the nature of the slate, I don't think I'm going to have much more than like double digits of either the Carolina lines. And then on the Blue Jackets, the line that I'm most interested in is the Texier Bjorkstrand Domi line. Uh, they're cheap. They, they have Bjorkstrand. I tend to gravitate towards wherever he's at. Uh, and I mean, the top line for Columbus is carrying some ownership. So 77,000 uh, 7, for line a, I don't really know that he's worth that until we know what his role is going to be and if he's going to stick with the line. So if you wanted to one off him, Probably not going to be a very popular one-off. He is a goal scorer. I'm okay with that, but uh, I think for a full line stack, Columbus two would be my preference. So I I rarely know what to do with Columbus. I like if you look at my exposures with them on a, a big slate, um, they're basically in line with what the field is because I I just never know uh, yeah. when, if they're going to stick together. Uh, at least this game's at seven Eastern, so we'll be able to see the lines prior to lock, but. That doesn't mean they're not going to change uh, before the game even starts, depending on how their coach is feeling. So, forty five hundred bucks for Seth Jones, I think, is a 
pretty good price, especially with Noah Orensky. Um, and then on the blue line for the Hurricanes, you've got Dougie, who uh, is more of a correlation play tonight. Um, 6500 is a fine price for him. Uh, it's just not the greatest matchup in the world. And then I'm probably going back to some Brett Pesci and some Brady Shea at 33 and 3,400 as well. Makes some sense. I like the looks of uh, Hamilton on FanDuel, uh, 5,400, but only 3% ownership. That's uh, that's pretty solid. So if you're uh, playing some of that Carolina, yeah, maybe uh, build him in and uh, stack the power play, uh, go Ajo and uh, Svinchov and, uh, and Hamilton there. Um, so, yeah, makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, oh, people are asking about the uh, lineup review and the daily hat trick predictions. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We could probably do that at the end, the hat trick prediction. That was something that me and Homer please used to do a couple of years ago. Uh, and then, I don't know, I probably just got lazy along the way or uh, had to get out uh, yeah. of the show because we've got so much going on. So it's hard to remember. Yeah, all this stuff. I mean, a, a hat trick is a tough call. How many did you actually get right? Do you remember? Uh, I think. I think Steve, yeah, Homer Cleese, I think he got a couple right. Uh, I don't know that I ever got one right. Or maybe we did like a multi-point game or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'd almost did... rather try and call like a Gordie Howe hat trick. Like that's a little bit easier. To that, that would be impressive. <laughs> so that would be fun. Yeah. Give me some Tom Wilson every night. You know, <laughs> He's always looking to fight people. There you go. Uh, I think we are good here. Uh both the goal is cheap, but guys that I'm probably just correlating. I don't think I'm getting to either of those two guys in the lineups where I'm not correlating goalies. So, Makes sense. Well, just uh, talking about that Carolina one line uh, and about the price, they total out to 15-9, right? Would you rather play them or Edmonton 2 at 16-1 or New York 1 at 16-1? Basically similar prices. New York 1. Uh, the, oh, the Rangers? Yeah, it's Ranger, Rangers. Yeah, sorry. Rangers uh, 1. Uh, Edmonton two or Carolina one, which would, which would be your preference out of those? You put it like that. Yeah. When you put it like that, I, I think I would play Carolina one. Um, and I'm assuming the, they're the lowest owned of those three. Yeah. They are. Yeah, Moto yeah. and Cahoon are both owned quite a bit for Edmonton because they play with dry sidle. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they're clearly the best five on five line of those and the lowest ownership. And yeah. if the price is similar. Yeah. I think. You're, you're hey, talking saving about, 200 bucks by going to them. Yeah, I like that. And Brock McGinn, he's not like the biggest uh, like plug on that line. He's He doesn't project as a great value or anything, but he is cheap, makes the line more affordable. And I think he scored goals in each of their last two games. So he can score, not saying he's going to score a goal again, but uh, not the worst Three player on the year. in the world. Yeah, Three not the worst on the year, 16 shots. Yeah, two blocks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to Vancouver and Toronto. Bunch to talk about here. 2.7 implied total for the Canucks, 3.8 for the Leafs. Braden Holpe and Freddie Anderson are your goalies. Uh, Anderson is expected. Holpe is confirmed, but we think it's going to be Anderson because it's almost always Anderson. Um, all right. So for the Leafs, uh, no Wayne Simmons. He was on the top power play. He was having a nice start to the season. Uh, was playing with Tavares Nylander over the last couple of games. He is out for the foreseeable future. Zach Hyman, Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner stay as the top line. The only difference is that Hyman is going to play on the top power play. 
Uh, Leafs are going with 11 forwards and seven defensemen tonight. So that means that we don't really know who's going to play with Tavares and Nylander. So if you're trying to three, three even strength stack, uh, maybe you want to like X out Rasmus Sandin because he might show up in some of your crunches or these line two, uh, these line two Leafs like Muzzin and Justin Hole. Uh, Nealer and Tavares, fine two-man stack. I think you've got a third line that's also in play on the uh, the Leafs. And then um, Vancouver just has been terrible at five-on-five. Five. They can't defend anybody. They're taking penalties. Um, I don't know, man. This seems like the spot for Toronto. They're popular, but I don't know how you fade this one here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it looks like a great, great spot for them. Uh, Holpe, uh, 888 save percentage on the year as a team. Uh, Vancouver, 46.14. Corsi, 4 percentage, uh, 89.8 save percent, team save percentage. So I just think there's uh, this is a spot where Toronto is going to be able to roll them. And uh, we've got some three, you know, well, one very good line up top, uh, questionable uh, with who's the third man in that, uh, in that second line. And then I agree. I think that third line is definitely in play. Uh, you take, uh, uh, Mikheyev and uh, Kerfoot without VZ, uh, 316 40 together since the start of last year, 52 41 Corsi 4 percentage, uh, 48.28 uh, goals for it's uh, 14 to 15. Uh, 52 high danger chances for 52 allowed, uh, 7 to 8 goals, but they clearly generate some chances. They clearly generate some scoring. Uh, and Jimmy VZ, a nice player to add in there. So definitely could uh, get to some of that line. And uh, I agree on the uh, Tavares and uh, Nylander. Don't worry about who the third guy on that line is. Just go with the two mans. And then they're going to be popular, but yeah, if you can figure out a way to load up that, uh, that first line and uh, maybe grab some power play correlation there, that's a potentially dominant spot tonight. So I like all parts of that. Yeah. Tavares is also going to play the top power play. I don't know if I mentioned that, but the Leafs had been going with split units with Tavares and Nylander on one Matthews and Marner on the other, which I hate. Uh, but now since um, they're hurting for uh, power play guys, uh, Tavares, nope. Uh, is going to be with the good units. Now they're they're stacked on one unit, should be treated like a, a real top power play unit. Uh, I wouldn't really worry about the secondary guys too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to stack up Leafs power play, by all means, it gets pretty expensive pretty quickly. You're not getting that big of a discount on Morgan Riley either at 5,800, but uh, I think a good play nonetheless. Um, so I'm playing as many Leafs as I can tonight i think i slightly prefer them over edmonton uh if i could only have one like if i had one lineup tonight i think it would probably be some sort of leafs power play stack um especially with hyman back up on that like back on that top power play at 4700 he's the guy that people leave off all the time i'm not going out of my way to leave him off uh getting 18 20 minutes a game top power play duties and like it's, it just seems difficult that he gets left out of the scoring entirely if the Leafs put up five or six here, which they have a pretty good chance of doing. On the Canucks side, I think you can stack Horvat Pearson and Louis Erickson as a three-man, um, but most of my Vancouver exposure, and I, I think I'll have a decent amount of it, is going to be with the Patterson-Miller-Besser line or power play stacking this side and hope they get hot there. They do have a good top unit. Um, you want to throw in Quinn Hughes at 5,400. That's fine. I think everybody's down on the Canucks and for good reason, but they still do have, uh, a few pretty talented, um, skaters at both five on five, uh, and the, uh, the power play here. So 
I like the Canucks uh, more than what we're showing uh, on the ownership projections right now. What say you? Yeah, and those top two lines have some uh, experience playing together too. So you look at the top line, uh, 510 minutes together since the start of last year, 55.71% course four percentage, 61.02% goals for, uh, it's 36 to 23 uh, in goals. 85 to 84 high danger chances for versus against, but 19 to 16 in uh, actually converting those. So that's a pretty decent line that, like you said, not a lot of people are going to, not super expensive. Nobody on that line, uh, in my last update anyway, uh, is owned over 1% on. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And uh, they're around the 5 to 6% range on DK. So. Definitely a sneaky kind of a spot. You can grab uh, Quinn Hughes and put it in uh, as a power play unit. So I don't mind that at all. Uh, second unit right there with them uh, in a lot of those numbers. Weaker in the goals for uh, percentage, but uh, in expected goals for, they jumped their their goals for percentage actual is 41.94 since the start of last year in 285 minutes. But the expected goals for is 52.02. So decent line there and 63 to 51 in generating high danger chances. So I don't I don't dislike that either. Yeah, lots to like in this game, but, uh, I mean, Toronto's the obvious spot, but I'm not leaving out, uh, Vancouver here. I think there's a pretty good chance they could put up three or four themselves. And most of that would come from the top line. Uh, at least that's how I'm treating it. Sandine is not going to skate with, uh, Nylander and, uh, Tavares. I see some people talking about in chat. Uh, some sites have him on the second line. I think that's just so they can fit in their 18 skaters. So, that's what it's going to show up as in FC, but Sadine's a defenseman. So I uh, wouldn't play him as the, uh, as the third guy in your stacks. I would just play Tavares and Elander if you can. And we're not expecting it to be Joe Thornton either, right? I saw that somewhere. Yeah. So he skated with them this morning. Um, and so okay, he's he did projections for the for a while, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think that he's eligible to even return yet tonight. So, okay. That's what it was because I saw that he skated with him. I guess in uh, in our Slack chat there, where everybody's staying on top of the uh, the morning skates and everything. And then I saw somebody saying later on that he wasn't. So I got the got a little lost on his status. So all right, that makes some sense. Yeah. On uh, yeah. on Toronto, jumping off of Joe Thornton since he's not playing uh, on Toronto. If you were to stack that power play unit, like you said, would you go with the top line, the Hyman, Matthews, Marner, and then as a, as a fourth guy, would you rather go Riley or would you build in Tavares and pay up and grab some ownership differential? I like the five. Riley's going to be super popular. Yeah, you, I, you I think, yeah, I think you go with the full five. I've been doing this quite a bit this season, especially because there's less beats uh, on the job. Uh, they're not allowed to get as close to players and coaches, so they don't know the line. So if you feel really good about a team, I think – as a general rule, stacking up their five-man power play, if they have like a stacked top power play, uh, is a pretty good way to go. And I'm seeing in tournaments not probably not enough people are doing that, especially on shorter slates like this. So if I could only have one, uh, I I would probably go to Varis over Riley. Um, but I really love including the power play defenseman as well. Yeah. So I would try to, to get him in, find your cheap – uh, one-offs or two-man elsewhere 
and just kind of fill in the rest of your lineup with uh, um, either correlated guys or uh, like a low price goalie that might see, you know, 30, 35 shots. I know. All right. Uh, you mentioned Slack chat, Terry. Uh, if you guys want to get in the premium Slack, you can join with any package. You get access to Slack uh, for the duration of your membership. Uh, we've also got ownership projections, the Osmo NHL projections, which uh, were made by Alex uh, and myself, and then I maintain them uh, every day throughout the season. We've also got the top stacks tool, which uh, everybody seems to enjoy. It shows you uh, the top two stack percentage uh, versus their ownership share as well as line salaries. You can see all the prices of the different projected lines. And then uh, maybe the best column uh, on the sheet is the leverage column. So you can see how over-owned or under-owned your line is um, when you compare their top two stack percentage to their ownership percentage. Uh, And that's going to be a free tool at some point. But uh, if you join uh, our premium packages, you get it every day. We've also got the lineup builder. That's what I look at every day to go through the slate. It's a nice look at... uh, you know, the team's matchups, implied totals. You can see each player's um, ownership percentage, their individual projection, and then for the forwards, their stack projection, which is also a pretty nice touch. And then lastly, again, premium slack. Last but not least, that's where you uh, can make the late swaps, uh, find out who's playing with who. Uh, there's a lot of smart people in there, uh, not just us, a lot of good subscribers. Uh, a lot of very sharp players sharing yep. information in there, helping you making sure that uh, you get access to the correct lines. Cause it's hard to keep track, especially on a bigger slate. Of, and uh, for my money, that is, that is our most helpful uh, Slack channel from the uh, subscribers base. You know, where that's, that that's, that's a, that's a real, yeah, it's a channel full of really sharp subscribers. People actually like helping each other out. There's very little trolling or, uh, you know, back and forth in there. Like you get some of the other ones. So, yeah, I think if you guys are looking for help with the NHL, that channel is the, is a great, great spot to go. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I go in MLB a little bit. I go in NFL every once in a while, maybe to troll Seth. Uh, but yeah, I, the NBA one, like there's just so much going on. Not, not to say it's bad. You can definitely get good information, but. For sure. You uh, just have to more know who you're listening to in the NBA yeah. one a little bit and uh, <laughs> avoid some of the uh, the back and forth, I think, a little bit more. These are very good. Things. Don't get yeah. me that. For sure. So uh, NHL, super, super helpful. Um, You guys probably know a bunch of you in YouTube chat that are already uh, subscribers. All right. Another awesome game for DFS. Edmonton Oilers and the Ottawa Senators. This is the last game that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. It is Mike Smith. It is Matt Murray. $6,500 Mike Smith. So DK missed the boat that Smith could be returning. Um, and he is a $6,500 goalie that is favored, uh, against the Ottawa Senators, Matt Murray, 6,900, uh, not as highly owned because the Oilers have a 3.7 implied total senators just under three. They're at 2.9. So don't think you need to forget about them, especially if you're playing a handful of lineups. Uh, it's either Edmonton or Toronto tonight, I guess, Terry, which one, if you're playing Edmonton one or Toronto one, which one do you side with? Cause it's really close. Yeah, it's close, and they're both super expensive. Um, you're getting good leverage just looking at our top stacks tool on both of those choices. I would probably try and save a few bucks, uh, and you're not sacrificing much in terms of upside. You're talking about uh, the same basic chance to be one of the top two stacks. 
Uh, I would, so I would probably save a few bucks by going to the Edmonton line over the Toronto line, but it's only based on salary. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the top stack tool to try to, I really like to use this to like break some ties as well. Like see which line has higher ownership share, see which line has a higher top two stack percentage right now. These are the Edmonton one and Toronto one are the highest top two stack percentages. You know, that's not a shock to anybody. They're almost double uh, the third best line, which we'll get to in the next game. Uh, And then their ownership is basically right on line with each other, like just proportional ownership, proportional leverage as well to the field. Uh, The prices are really close. Toronto's a little bit more uh, expensive. I, I choose Toronto, um, but I think I might end up feeling really dumb um, when McDavid ends the slate in about 15 minutes uh, into the game. So I like Edmonton. I'm, I'm not going to have none of them. Uh, I almost never have none of a team on a six game slate. I think I'll probably just be closer to like 12 to 15% at most of Edmonton one Edmonton power play. Uh, whereas I might have more than the field on Toronto and certainly going to have an Edmonton stack at the higher stakes to try to like hedge a little bit. Um, yeah. I think they're two really, really awesome spots. If you want to work in, is James Neal confirmed on the top power play? Uh, I've I'm got him seeing now. that he is. Yeah, I don't know when the last time is that they practiced that, but if if he is, uh, 4K for him in an Edmonton power play stack might differentiate you uh, a little bit. I know he's not the greatest player anymore, but that's that's a way to uh, get a little different. I don't know. I mean, Edmonton looks like a great spot, so. If, if someone said they were their number one stack and they liked them over Toronto, I would say that is, uh, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good plan getting to play McDavid and dry Nugent Hopkins, pull Tyson Berry, all these guys at, uh, as not even the highest owned stack on a six game slate with a 3.7 total. Um, you know, you've got an abundance of options here. So is there are a way stacking, that you can uh, them? Are you stacking Smith with them to uh, grab a little savings at your goaltender spot and do a little uh, correlation play? So Smith is the highest owned goalie on the slate. And I usually don't really care that much about ownership um, for goalies. And I'm trying to just correlate or play whoever fits. Yeah. And he, he does both. So I think when I sort out my lineups, like it's not like we have an amazing projection on Smith. He is a good value. But he's one. He's not a very great goalie. Uh, I think he's. It's weird because I think he's your best cash option uh, at sixty five hundred, just because Ottawa's going to put up shots and Smith's got a good chance at a win. But uh, I, I'm probably going to be underweight on that in tournaments. He's the highest owned player on the slate, Mike Smith, uh, with almost a three goal total going up against him. So maybe he'll be good. Uh, I can't see myself getting the 30 plus percent of him though. So if you want, like you could just uh, play a bunch of Edmonton and not play a ton of Smith. I think if you're worried about that, like, cause people will correlate this. He just fits so nicely with your Edmonton stack, but I like Ottawa quite a bit tonight. So I like uh, the top line. What do you think about Ottawa one here? They're picking up a little bit of ownership, but, seems to be somewhat in check. Yeah, I think they're in play. Uh, you know, I was actually surprised that they were getting as owned as they were. I was thinking about that top line, at least, is, you know, when I was just starting to look at the slate as something that might be a little under the radar. But uh, getting a little bit of popularity and uh, 
you know, justifiably so. They're not super expensive as a unit, and they're relatively productive. I mean, they're by far the best line on that team. So uh, 2404 uh, as a three-man unit uh, since the start of last year, 55% Corsi 4. Uh, had not scored a goal, uh, but generated four uh, high-danger chances for, gave up four. Uh, Chuck and Norris uh, without Dadanov, 118.55 since the start of last year, uh, 5404 Corsi 4. Uh, four goals uh, scored, five against. So they're a line that uh, you know is productive, is in the game, should show some you know puck possession capability. So uh, I think we can get to them, and you know, like you said, they're not expensive. They're going to be in the mix as far as uh, as far as ownership. But I don't think you're breaking your back with the the exposure if you build them in as your uh, as your second unit and, uh, and you know try and put them maybe with one of the lesser owned top lines, uh, you know, as a uh, as a combination. So I can get behind that. The others not quite as much i don't think nobody's really jumping out at me and they kind of mix up the uh the power play assignments throughout those uh second and third lines so not really in love with that yeah um i'm just trying to check and see okay we're good uh until the top of the hour if we need the extra minutes just was checking with tyler um but yeah i mean auto one uh so with Kachuk, Norris, and Dadnoff, as you mentioned, pretty small sample so far. They haven't been super impressive. Kachuk is a great five-on-five five player. Uh, and the thing that I like about them is I don't think they're going to spend uh, at least all of their ice time up against the McDavid line. Now, the McDavid line McDavid line's not gr- uh, great defensively, uh, but they are great offensively, and that's something you need to really worry about when you're trying like you got to get the puck to score and the McDavid line does a really good job of not giving up the puck. Uh, whereas the dry side line doesn't really do that. So I think if we see tyranny Brown and Stetzel go up against McDavid line, even a little bit to spell Ottawa one, uh, they get a little bit softer of a match against dry sidle. Um, you get two guys in the top power play two of, I think the best plays on Ottawa that are a little bit popular, Kachuk and Dadenoff. You can add in Shabbat, uh, I don't know. I, I was kind of done with Shabbat, and then all of a sudden, this guy pops off for like a three-point game when he wasn't even supposed to play. Um, so I think I'm, I'm tentatively back in on Shabbat, but I don't think I get to a lot of him without Ottawa one stacks. The rest of these lines are just kind of whatever for me. Um, you know, if you wanted to play an, a, another Ottawa line, maybe you go to the third line just because – they're going to play a lot of minutes. Uh, it's not really like they don't really inspire confidence. That's a tyranny and Connor Brown, but uh, pretty decent values there, especially for, for Brown projected for over two X on DK. So um, that would probably be my second favorite line uh, on the Ottawa side. And then as usual for Edmonton, it's basically just like, if I'm playing them, I have to play at least one, of McDavid or Dreisaitl. I usually don't drop down to the third line with Turris, Cassian, and James Neal. Um, although, like I said, I would include Neal in some hybrid Edmonton uh, onslaughts or power plays uh, if I was going there. Tyson Berry, 5,900. Um, he's another guy. I, I don't think I'll use him in uh, non-Edmonton one stacks. So I don't know if I'll end up just grouping him out but maybe a correlation boost where on lineups where you use Tyson Berry, you're going to want to boost up McDavid, Nugent Hopkins and dry settle guys like that. So makes sense. Anything else you see here? Any punt defensemen that are catching your eye? I'm not seeing too many guys 
projected very highly. Um, yeah. Am I missing anybody? Not really. I would say the one thing that maybe jumps out a little bit is just the ownership mark on uh, Darnell Nurse. Under 10% on uh, FanDuel, under 5% on DK. You're paying a little bit of a premium for him, but top pair defenseman, guy who's you know relatively productive in the offense, a ton of ice time, 24-15 average uh, ice time this year. So maybe just as an ownership kind of a play, uh, and he gets uh, second unit power play correlation there. So you're talking about some of the other guys from that team uh, if you're going to stack him. But as a one-off with you know reasonable ownership, I could see going to him. Yeah, uh, and especially with Nurse, um, he's probably like the better one-off just in general, especially when he's not on the top power play. He's going to skate a lot with McDavid yeah. and Dreisaitl at 5-1-5 too. So there's definitely some correlation, just not maybe as much as Tyson Berry. But mm-hmm. you get a little bit of an ownership discount on him, which is nice. Uh, the, the only other guy I'll mention, I mentioned him a couple shows ago, was Evan Bouchard. I think he's attempted 15 shots in his first two games. So small sample, but if he's going to shoot anywhere close, like attempt uh, anywhere close to that rate, of shots uh i'm i'm in for 3k for 16 17 minutes a game tampa nashville 3.2 implied total for the lightning 2.5 for the preds curtis mcelany and maybe soros i've got him in right now could be pecorine soros is 200 more expensive so that's why i've got him in right now if you want to make that easy swap i'm seeing some new actually it looks like they went back to uh the old Nashville lines, Duchesne, Forsberg, and Granlin. I saw uh, some different combos earlier in the day. Yarncrock, Arvidsson, and Grimaldi, and then Halla, Cousins, and Tolvanen for uh, Nashville 3, uh, Tampa Bay. Keeping it status quo, you got Point Plot, Stamkos on the top line, Sorelli, Killorn, Johnson, that good third line as well. Um, man, I'm not, I wasn't getting to a bunch of exposure in this game. Uh, I don't know if that's going to change. The only line that's picking up a bunch of ownership is Nashville one. But uh, what do you like in here, Terry? I think there's a lot to like in this game. I mean, the obvious, uh, you know, Tampa one makes a ton of sense. Tampa two, pretty good. And then you mentioned, I think Tampa three is like super sneaky. I think they're a really good line. Uh, just taking a look, 78-34 together. So not a gigantic sample, but not, you know, totally irrelevant. 63.28% Corsi four uh, goals for three to one. The thing that really stood out to me is a 23 to 6 uh, advantage in the high danger chances for versus against and a 2 to 1 uh, conversion rate on those. So mm-hmm. really like the uh, the way that they can generate those chances. Uh, I think they're, you know, with very little ownership on them and not a high price as a unit, I think they make a ton of sense to start looking at as uh, as kind of a sneakier option. And then of course the top two Tampa lines very much in play. Uh, you're not getting a ridiculous amount of ownership on that uh, super expensive uh, top Tampa line. So they're the third one in that group of four that I talked about off the top with uh, when we're talking about the Rangers. I think they make a ton of sense to go to, obviously. Yeah, Tampa won. Pretty low ownership, uh, decent total. Not great for them, uh, but average total for them, 3.2 on the road. Um, They're fully correlated on the power play. It's just a pricing thing with Point and Stamkos and Palat. So you don't need a lot of them to get over the field. Like if you wanted to go – 10% 10% of them, you're comfortably two times over the field based on our ownership projections. And I think we're pretty much spot on on that. Uh, I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about Tampa 1 in chat. And like Nashville isn't a phenomenal defensive team, but they do have the Yossi Ellis pairing at home, pretty good defenseman as well. 
And uh, like they've got this Duchesne Forsberg Granlin line that I think is going to be pretty strong. I mean, they were in the first game together. Mm-hmm. Um, they have really good numbers going back to last year. So if they match up against Point Stamkos Palat, it's not an optimal matchup, especially at these prices. But uh, if you wanted to go over on Tampa one, I wouldn't uh, be mad at that. It is one of the better lines um, that we have in DFS. Their numbers aren't great at five on five just yet, but uh, it's just an ownership thing. Uh, they grade out very well in the top stacks tool. So if you like to use that, you're probably going to like yourself some Tampa one. Uh, Tampa three, Gord, Coleman, and Goudreau. This is a line I play pretty much uh, every slate that is uh, not like 14 games. So I love playing some of these third lines on the midside slates. I'll definitely be having some Tampa three. And then I think I'm going to go to some Nashville three as well. Halla, Tolvanen, and Cousins. Um, okay. uh, it's just – Tolvin and I don't know people smarter than me think that he's going to be very good. I know he was a pretty, uh, a pretty big prospect for them. And uh, I think Hall is a fine center. Both guys, min salary cousins is also min salary. So uh, 7,500 for this line. I mean, you could fit them in with uh, pretty much anyone plus some stellar defenseman as well. So yeah, they're literally half the price of uh, Edmonton one. <laughs> That's like exactly half the price. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, a third line, some third line interest on both sides for me here. Nashville one, uh, I mentioned them being a strong line, but they're going up against a strong line. I would think uh, with no Ryan Johansson for the Preds, I would think they spend the most time against Tampa one. So maybe those two kind of cancel each other out. I can't, I can't see myself getting to uh, the field at, at the very least on uh, Nashville one. Um, Forsberg's, Forsberg's been hot. They are priced well, but I think they're they're priced almost too well where they're just getting ownership because it's their value. Uh, I'm not sure this is a spot where they blow up, really. So I'm going to go elsewhere on uh, on Nashville's new top line. But defensemen, I mean, a bunch to choose from on the Nashville side. You've got Yossi, Ellis, Ekholm. Uh, I like them in the order Yossi number one at home two. And then I think I'll have some Ellis, but he'll probably lag behind those guys. Headman at 7,300 Tampa one is really tough to fit in if you're going to try to play Headman as well. So uh, I'm not crazy about any of the Tampa defensemen. The guy I'll probably have some of is uh Chernak at three K. Anything else you want to mention here? I. Uh... I think you covered it. There was something I was about to throw out there, but it slipped my mind. So uh, I think you covered all of it. Let me see if I can uh, figure out what I was going <laughs> to say there. Yeah, I lost it. Uh, no, you're well, all that, good. Uh, yeah. uh, that top line uh, top line versus top line, just to throw it in there uh, since you brought it up, uh, 260-22 since the start of last year with a 57-3-4 Corsi 4 uh, percentage for the Nashville top line, 115-43 with a 49-1-1 for the Tampa top line. But the Tampa top line's got a 77.78 goals for differential, uh, goals for percentage, seven to two versus a 59.26 for the Nashville 16 to 11. So it's an interesting matchup. Yeah, it is. I'm hoping a pretty quiet one. Maybe we get a couple Nashville three goals, get all my Toronto, some of my Edmonton stacks, and uh, just start printing money. Love it. Seth, Seth actually asked, what, I don't know what's going on with Seth because he's been trolling less and asking uh, real questions more. Uh, 
He says, would you play an Ottawa skater versus Smith? So this is going back to the previous game. Uh, so Ottawa playing up against mm-hmm. Mike Smith in a GPP. What do you think about that? I tend to not go to, uh, you know, versus my own versus other parts of my own lineup in every sport. So batters versus pitcher in, uh, in baseball, uh, uh, quarterback versus defense in football. Uh, so taking skater, it's just kind of against how I typically like yeah. to build things. But mm-hmm. in the case where you get a small slate, a very good value player in, you know, Smith as a goaltender, it, you could justify it, I think. But it still probably yeah. wouldn't be on my like to do list. It would be something I would not look to do. Yeah, I think if, if I was hand building and I loved my lineup and I had Smith in there, and like I wanted to play twenty nine hundred dollar Brandstrom, that would be uh, just punt defenseman. That would be fine, I think. Uh, but I don't think I would play Kachuk or Dadnoff against him. Uh, yeah, and- I, number one, it's just like I don't want to set that precedent for the optimizer where like. You know, you forget your upload late and all of a sudden you're allowing one skater against every goalie. I think you would actually have to group that out on FC if you were making a bunch of lineups, which is kind of tough to do and easy to forget. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense to your point there. You know, maybe if you were going to create that group, you know, if if Smith, then, you know, only these guys set it apart to where you're only grabbing, you know, maybe some shot blocking defensemen, guys who put up points like that, a little bit of floor for very cheap. Don't go to the goal scorers. Don't go to the guys who are going to put you know a big negative on uh, on your goaltender. Yeah, for sure. So, Seth, good question. Uh, oh. I'm sure you are not the only one that had that one uh, in the chat. Last game of the night, and then we will scoot on out of here. Arizona, St. Louis, two point five implied total for the Yotes, three for the Blues. Kepper, Bennington. I'm pretty sure these two teams have played 15 nights in a row. Uh, and Arizona's won every single one, and it feels like they score within the first two minutes every single time, and I get left with my Bennington shares. He projects okay tonight, low total against him. He's a home favorite. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this Blues team, but they're shaking things up. So I don't have the correct lines in front of me, so let's see if I can remember this. I believe it is Sunquist. or no, I'm sorry. These are the correct lines. Barbashev up with uh, O'Reilly Perron. Sunquist centering Sanford and Mike Hoffman on the third line. Second line, my favorite line, stays intact. Uh, power plays all screwed up as well. So I, I'm looking here and, yeah, these power plays, uh, Sunquist, Hoffman, O'Reilly Perron on one unit, the other unit, Schwartz, Shen, and Kairou. They're going to be split power plays. So take the defenseman. Uh, that correlate to your power plays is uh, my advice here. Do you have a favorite St. Louis line here? And then are you going to anything on the Yotes? I think I'm with you on that uh, St. Louis too, just for, uh, you know, a, a solid group of guys uh, that have some experience getting together. 239.09 together, 57.67% Corsi for uh, 66.67 goals for that's 16 to eight goals for 43 to 37 in high danger chances for versus against with a six to four conversion. So, Definitely like that line. Top line, uh, not so good, but it's a very small sample uh, in terms of uh, those three guys together. Only 37-19, uh, 38.24% Corsi 4, so terrible on the puck possession. Uh, one to two goals uh, scored versus allowed. Uh, three to 12 in high danger chances, though, which uh, is a little ugly. So giving up a lot more uh, high danger than, uh, than they're, than they're uh, getting. Um, so, yeah, I think it makes sense on that, uh, that second unit. And then, uh, you know, maybe... They all three of them are on the top power play, right? The uh, 
Schwartz, the Schwartz, Shen, and, uh, Schwartz Kyrou. Shen, Kyrou. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that would be the one. Right. Like they, I mean, it's basically just how the sites list the, the power plays, whether it's PP1 and PP2. So this is a spot where I would include some PP2 stacks because who knows who's going to actually go out first. Like it's not like they stacked up one unit with O'Reilly, Perron, Shen, Schwartz, which okay. is what they had been doing in Krug running the top power play. So I would think maybe Krug's unit gets the first shot, but Vince Dunn's on that and Falk's been okay for the blues too. So it could be the O'Reilly unit with Falk that comes out first. And it's probably going to be a hot hand situation, um, which is pretty frustrating. So the nice thing is you're going to get top, you're going to get power play exposure for most of the forwards on the blues. Just not quite sure if it's, you know, if it's going to be a 60, 40 split one way or the other. Yeah. And then Arizona, low ownership on this top line. Garland's been shooting like a madman. Uh, so he actually doesn't project very poorly for 6,100. But it's, it's kind of funny to see these prices going up into the teeth of O'Reilly and Perron, one of the uh, dullest duos. Uh, and I say that as a compliment in that they're very good at shutting down uh, opposing teams. I think like just over two expected goals against uh, per 60. So um, let's see. Uh, that's, I mean, that's really about it on the Arizona side for me, maybe some Chikrin at 5k. He's been shooting quite a bit recently. And, um, that I mentioned, yeah, St. Louis two is my favorite line. The Shen Schwartz, Kairu line, they're all going to be in the same power play unit, whichever one that is. I do have some interest in the third line as well. Sunquist, Sanford and Hoffman. The problem is that that's three wing line. So they might go pretty well with Edmonton one, slash Edmonton power play. If you want to get McDavid and dry settle in there, uh, they might go pretty well with, you know, maybe like a Matthews and uh Tavares uh, Toronto power play stack. So that's going to be, that's the one that left to mind. Cause you get the, like we talked about, you build Tavares in as another center there, then uh, you can get the three wings. Yeah. So I'm, I'm running it back with St. Louis for like the eighth slate in a row. I think it's worked out maybe one time for me and it was in a bad spot against Vegas. I want to say with the second line. So I like two and three for St. Louis a little bit. Um, but overall, I, I mean, I wouldn't be fine. I wouldn't be uh, too mad if these later games stayed quiet um, because if, if something goes nuts here, I think I might be on the wrong end of it. Anything else in this game, anything else in the slate you want to mention before we hop on out? Uh, just in this game, one that kind of, you know, not a standout line by any means, but super cheap and nobody on them. Maybe that third line from the Yotes uh, with Broussard and Kessel centered by Hayton, uh, two veterans centered by a 20-year-old. All right. not, like I said, not good, but nobody really on them. Uh, so maybe you get a little sneaky there. Look, I bet I had more than 1% of them just based on the way that I play. So I, uh, I'm in no position to, to disagree with that. If you're playing and you're, uh, you're going to play more than – 10, 12 minutes, I probably have some exposure to you on a six-game slate. Um, Yes, the show is going to start a little bit earlier going forwards. It's going to be 3 Eastern, I believe, tomorrow. We will confirm that, but just check the YouTube events, and you will be able to see that. Uh, We are going to head on out of here. Again, show is going to start at 3 Eastern. Tomorrow, I just got confirmation, actually, in Slack. Um, And that is going to do it. Thanks for joining, Terry. Thanks for joining for the audience. Drop us a like on the way out. Hit the subscribe button so you know when we go live. Enjoy the NBA shows coming up. 
and uh, we'll be in Slack until lock. Good luck, everybody. Go get them. Thank you.